God, there's got to be an explanation for all this. You want an explanation? God is pissed. <laughs> That's it. Welcome to Wednesday. Well, dude, if you'll indulge me, I have one video. Believe it. I know it's usually you that brings yeah, all the videos. I have one video. I showed it to you during the week, but uh, I think this bears repeating. It's oh, about a, God, please, yes. It's about one minute long, but it, it says everything we need to get off and running on the show, I think. All right. So let me let me pull this um, this fine person up, maybe. <laughs> or maybe not. It doesn't oh, come on now. After the big buildup, now it won't let me. Hold oh, on. Come, on. come on. Piece of shit. Come on now. I'll have to put it over here. Hold on. Paste and go. All right. Now we can do it. Share the screen. Here it is. We will bring her back to the beginning. Oh, God. Her face just pissed off. <laughs> Listen to this, broad. This lady will make you guys all wonder why we have to breathe the same air as this. If she is a lady, I don't know what pronoun she goes by. Uh, they, them, probably. But, yeah, here you go. This, this is a good start right here. Is this a serious question? You're asking me if I truly think that the country is in better place now than it was when Trump was president. Fuck, yes, I do. Of course I fucking do. And of course, Biden has spent much of his time cleaning up the shit that your fat fuck president, Nimrod stupid criminal, did to damage this fucking country for so many fucking years. And we're still cleaning up. Not only are we cleaning up governmentally and policy-wise, but we're cleaning up the shit on the streets because you racist fucks keep fucking everything, shooting everybody, and basically being prejudiced about egg against anybody who doesn't look like your white fucking skin and blue eyes. So do I think this country is in a better place than it was when Trump was president? Fucking A, yes, I do. You cannot change my mind. Don't even try because the facts are there. Do some research, factual research, not opinion now, facts. Okay, and good night. We will talk to you again next Monday. <laughs> that lives amongst us. <laughs> and you know what the sad part is, is that what's going on right now in our country, that's the perfect video to play because she called everybody that is a Trump supporter racist and horrible. Mm -hmm. Yet yeah. there are fucking protests going on in every college campus right now hating Jews. Yeah. It hasn't been this bad since World War II and the Nazis roamed the town. That's right. Those kind of people accused Trump of being a Nazi. Mm -hmm. Jim from Euclid accused me of being a Nazi. But the, there are real Nazis out there holding swastikas up on college campuses right now that literally think that we're bad people, yet they are yeah. hating Jewish people to no end. Yeah, They had Christmas last week. You know, it was their Christmas when the invasion started. <laughs> no, I mean, it's sad. It's and we get people like you know every point that she made is stuff that's Biden stuff. You right. know the 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 <laughs> the bad economy, the shitting in the the shitting in the street is Gavin Newsom. Right, and and the the violence and the crime, people getting shot. It's all yeah. it's all Biden. That was not happening four years ago. There's no mess being cleaned up. There's mess being unleashed. The mess is being unleashed. There's nothing being cleaned up, but 
Yeah, I all I what was my my text that I sent you? I said I can't believe this breeds the same hair as <laughs> And it does. She does. It does. They them whatever it is. Whatever. He does. Yeah. Oh, this is the world we live in, my friend. Oof. I have a I have a bad feeling about today. Why? Because I just have a feeling like within about 35 seconds my internet's going to go out. And I'm going to be rebooting this computer, and she's going to be one of those days. Uh, is your TV off? Yeah. All right. Well, so far you sound good. Nope, it'll it'll die. <laughs> well, I am the so Tony Masashu of podcast people. <laughs> <laughs> she's not delusional. That's the problem. She's an idiot. Yeah, she's dumb. She's not delusional. Delusional implies mental illness. That's not mental illness. That's that's choice. That's choice to be stupid. I mean, I've been watching a lot of this news stuff that's been going on. I mean, I hate to say that I'm fascinated when war breaks out, but it is, um, I don't want to use the words must-see TV, but it's something to pay attention to. Sure. This is something that could seriously affect our country and the people in it. Um, This hate is going to spread, and it is spreading. But it's to the point now where I don't want to, it was bad before, but now I really don't want my kid to go to college. I mean, unless there's an online school that she could take, one of those online, I don't know, what are they? University of Phoenix. Right. Yeah, go to one of those and, and, and learn stuff. And uh, I, I don't get it. Not learn the wrong stuff. Just learn, you know, how to do accounting or whatever she's going to do. Yeah, I'm with you, man. I, I would not send my kids to college today. Hell no. I mean, there are, there was a, uh, I had all these videos. I didn't get home time to put videos up today. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there was a college professor, I think at Cornell, who was out on the streets and he was talking to these kids, and that's what they are, they're kids, and saying that he felt exhilarated when that happened on that Saturday. Good. When those, the, the Jews were killed and massacred, raped, beheaded, that he felt exhilarated. Yeah, what a great feeling. And that guy is teaching our kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cornell is supposed to be a good school. Well, it is if you toe the line. It is if you if the teachers would get back to books and teaching what they're supposed to be teaching. Well, yeah. But why would you do that when you can indoctrinate? Why is it that every right-wing Republican, like whether it's a Charlie Kirk or whoever, goes on to these campuses and... Ben Shapiro, whatever. They want to go on these campuses and, and talk and give speeches to the conservative Republican kids that are at some of these colleges. They're shouted down. They're told that they're hate mongers and that they need to get out of the, the college to the point where they cancel their events. But yet you have marches and protests all over this country where people are blatantly hating Jewish people. Why? Because they are Jewish. Mm-hmm. For well, no other reason other than they are Jewish. Dude, it it, it kind of goes to prove that anybody that thought that with Obama racism went away or was going away or was getting better, it just went underground. That's really what it did. It went underground. And now we have a we have a uh, you know, a a once in a generation moment for it to come back up. And it's back up in force. It's just proving that, you know, I I say this all the time, man. 
I'd rather have, you know, when we talk about censorship and they suck, you know, there's always the talk about, well, you can say this, but you can't say that. And God forbid you mention the jab on YouTube or whatever. I'd rather know what people think, even if I think they're nuts, because at least, you know, it's that whole thing. What is more scary, the enemy, you know, or the enemy, you don't, you know, and I always go back to 9-11. The scariest part about 9-11 was not necessarily that they knocked the buildings down. It was that they were living here for a year and a half planning this and no one knew it. Right. That's the scariest part. What would happen to you and I, though, if you and I went out on the street tonight, shaved our heads, and Mm -hmm. walked out into the middle of the street or public square and started saying, exterminate the Jews, I hate Jews, and held up swastika signs? Well, tonight we might get or or given a medal. (laughs) Sadly, we might be we might be embraced. We might be given a megaphone and a place to stand on top of the people. And if you and I walked out into public square, the same thing, and we started yelling uh, about black people, about black people, yeah, then then we'd be killed. Exterminate all black people. Then we'd be killed. We'd be arrested or killed or both. Right, but there are protests all over the country. Where that is okay. Some in our own government believe that that's okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Talib and the whole squad, they're all about it. They believe that it's okay to exterminate a race of people. Yeah, they're all about it. Now, I don't know if you uh, follow the history of the, the region and everything else. I certainly know a lot more now than I did two weeks ago. Sure. Uh, but... You know, you can make up your own mind and do the research and find out (laughs) what happened over there. And I don't want to get into all that stuff. But what's going on, regardless of what happened, is you had babies massacred. You had women raped, people held hostage, including Americans. Mm -hmm. And and well, the, the tragedy now is that. In other wars, and no war is good. Let's be, let me be clear on saying that before I say what I'm about to say. No war is good. No war is warranted. No war is, is better for anything except rich people getting more rich. But that being said, in the old days, the old wars, World War I, World War II, Korean War, etc., etc., it was military people fighting military people. Now that that concept is gone. At least if it was military fighting military, it was a it was a group of people that knew what they were getting into. Yeah. You know, they were as a former military person, I put my hand up and said, "Hey, if the president tells me to get out there and get my head blown off, then that's what I'm going to do." You know, that's that's part of your of what you accept if you're in the military. Being a two-year-old kid, is no two-year-old kid is accepting that, being a pawn in this. No wife, no wife or mother of, of a two-year-old kid is, is accepting that. And Hamas is not playing the same game. Yeah. And they use these the civilians and people as shields in, in this war. They take people mm-hmm. hostage. They put their rockets, their guns, their munitions and stuff in hospitals and schools so that they aren't targets of the, yeah. the, the military. And, and what we talked about a lot on Bob Francis show for you know, a while now is what is the 
proportionate response because I keep hearing that same word on all these different channels. We played a clip the other day that I found of a media person asking, what is the proportionate response here? There is no proportionate response now. No. Sorry. You fucked up. Yeah, you, you have to go and just, you know. Get rid of them. You got it. You got to accept the casualties of war, which is so, which sucks. It sucks for all the innocent people that are going to die in this. But you you just kind of have to accept that at this point. That's part I understand of the, that the U.S. and our allies, for the most part, play by a rule book. But that's mm-hmm. not fair. That's not fair to play by a rule book mm-hmm. and ask people like you, Chris, to go over to Iraq mm-hmm. or Afghanistan or whatever yeah. and, and not shoot when you should be shooting. Yeah, I, I mean, dude, the tr- the training, and I can tell you this up front, the training for this, the training for, you know, um, inner city combat, where they train, and you, you've seen video of this, they, they always show video of them, you know, doing like infiltrations into buildings and the split second timing that they have to make between shooting somebody and letting them go as a civilian. I mean, it's split second timing. And there's no way is it ever going to be 100%. It's just not. No. You know, you, you can't do it. I'll tell you what's been scaring me. I mean, this thing's been going on, what, now? 10, 11 days, something like that? It's the 7th. So, since the 7th, and today's the 18th. So 11 days. Have you heard one time, one time, somebody saying about Geneva Convention? I think I heard one person bring it up. Once. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that ironic that there's not even a consideration for what is the rule of war? Right. That's what the Geneva Convention was set up for, was to establish guidelines to war. And no one's following it. Nobody's even trying to say, hey, you're violating the Geneva Convention. Nobody's even putting that accusation out there. Because if they do... To put that accusation out there means that somebody has to do something. Right. So. I have to take this call. It's our psychic friend. So. Okay. Let's take our first quick break and we'll be right back. Okay. All right. Is that All right. Yeah, yeah, fine. What separates Triv's Restaurant in Strongsville from everybody else? Some restaurants you go to to eat the same thing over and over and over. But then there are restaurants like Triv's where you want to go there every single time and eat something different until you have eaten every single item on the menu. Why? Because the food's delicious and it has been for almost a quarter of a century. Triv's has amazing food, outstanding service, and an opportunity for you to have private dining, special events, and intimate occasions. You can enjoy a memorable fine dining experience in your own dedicated intimate space. Visit Triv's in the heart of Strongsville. Call now for reservations, 440-238-8830. Triv's in Strongsville. Joe Burdick custom flags are amazing. Each flag is handcrafted to reflect the imperfect perfection making each piece of patriotic wall art unique. This is a local small business, veteran-owned and proud. Joe Berta creates symbolic artwork that is built to last. Display your spirit, pride, and patriotism by calling 440-305-2065 and let Joe's flag serve you. 440 
305-205-2065. Joe Burdick Flags. Let me introduce you to Charlie's Auto Repair. Any car, any truck, any problem, Charlie's does it right. You know how it is. The check your engine light comes on, you put air in the tires, and the light is still on. 216-470-0170. That's Charlie's Auto Repair, 13728 Madison in Lakewood. Charlie can do it all, from small engine repair to fleet maintenance and system diagnostics. 216-470-0170. Charlie's Auto Repair. Let Charlie make your car great once again. The 1990s regional rock sensation, The Fifth Wheel, is back with the original lineup for a very special 30th anniversary concert, October 20th at Jilly's Music Room in Akron. Get your tickets now at thefifthwheelmusic.com. It's the ultimate alt-rewind as The Fifth Wheel plays their hits from the 90s along with brand new tunes. Join me, Rocco, formerly The Rock Dog, from WMMS at 107.9 VN. And me, Carrie Danger. Get your tickets at thefifthwheelmusic.com for The Fifth Wheel Live at Jilly's in Akron, October 20th. As The Fifth Wheel celebrates 30 years with very special guests on Masonic. Join us as we flash back with The Fifth Wheel 30th Anniversary Concert, October 20th at Jilly's Music Room in Akron special new record release special guest a great show cake reception what more could you ask for get your tickets now at the fifth wheel music.com it's the fifth wheel 30th anniversary concert don't miss it here on the seth williams show with chris aiken yes sir um i'm not psychic so i don't know <laughs> my prediction know where she is not happening <laughs> i did uh send her the link so okay uh we'll see what happens <laughs> we'll see if she comes on uh yeah that was actually a guest for this tv show that uh bob france is doing okay supposed to interview our, our guy dave landau today but right I guess it's gonna be next week okay um so yeah, that was a. Uh, you don't understand the amount of work that I'm doing now. I've never had to do my entire life. Well, you're you're uh, you're a producer now. I am. I am producer extraordinaire. Well, True Blue Network. You're the, you're a full time producer. Yes. <laughs> um, well, now you got to get that. Now you got to get that Gary Delabate money. Now I got to get some kind of money. No, I am getting money. I'm getting paid for this, so that's good. But there's like just a lot of stuff, man. You don't understand, like, because this show actually is going to be very cool. It's debuting next week. Okay. The first episode that was going to run uh, for it's called Strictly Speaking with Bob France. Okay. And we film it downtown, yeah, right above Playhouse Square. It's really cool studios. I just posted actress pictures today on Facebook, so I can talk about this. I just posted pictures yeah, today sure. on Facebook. Uh, the studios are still kind of being built. Um, they're going to be like a, uh, it's going to be there for a little while, like permanent kind of studios. Um, and it's very cool. It's very cool. But 
so getting all these guests and getting everybody booked is just finally you're full time with benefits. No, I didn't say that. It's just a full time. <laughs> it's just full time hours. <laughs> says she's not getting in so yeah i'm gonna tell her to send me your phone number <laughs> she's not getting into what here I sent her the link through facebook messenger okay and it's not going she can't get in for some reason mm-hmm. oh, God. <laughs> we're on the fucking air what it is i don't know i'll get back to that person <laughs> it's just but it's non-stop man my phone has been ringing non-stop because literally if we're doing the show all the time right there's gonna be three two three four guests a week that need to be done for filming sure and so it's like boom, one right after the other mm-hmm. oh i get it you know the scene i get it from doing my chris aiken presents oh, that, was, that was Sonia. she was trying to call me what? You're on the air. I know. <laughs> so now I will send her. I can't send her a link. This Why not? Because I don't have the link on my phone. Here, I'll text it to you. You can text me the link. I'll text you the <laughs> this link. This is a nightmare. <laughs> right. Welcome to the life of. There we go. Now, if you text me the link, then I can copy the link. I just I texted want to get in the you. Halloween spirit. I just texted you the so link. Why I asked her to come on. All right, so then I copy said link and send to her. And then I don't know how to do that. I'm, I'm confused. Wait, here we go. Now I can send that a message. Close. My battery's going to die on my phone, so I may not be able to send the link. <laughs> There we go. Sent. Nice to see you work with Bob France. That was nice. I actually went uh, downtown today, like I said, to you know, do the stuff for the studios. And we were waiting a little bit, so we had lunch downtown at okay. Arby's. Where's Arby's at downtown? It's at Arby's right by Cleveland State and everything. Okay. And I, I'm telling you, my fear now when I go downtown is that there's just going to be a gang of thugs that are going to just topple me over with my leg and then beat me with it. <laughs> And take my wallet. And like today was payday, so like <laughs> it would actually have something to take. Yeah, well, that I've been fucked. You need to start carrying, dude. Device not connected. What does that mean? It means that she's connected, but her device is not giving her any sound. You gotta enable the sound and the the video. <laughs> if nothing else, this will be entertaining until we get Tony Masashi on. <laughs> and then we'll have his. Then we'll have his internet problems. Oh, it's a it's a technical nightmare today. There she is. There she is. Hey, hey, right. Hello. Hello. Hi. <laughs> How are you? I'm well, thank you. Psychic Sonia joining us as we get in the holiday spirit, Halloween spirit. I should say. Yeah. yeah. All right. So first, did you see this Israeli war thing coming or what? Uh, well, I've been talking for years that I thought Syria was going to be the problem, but it still could be a problem. Well, 
there's, I think, all kind of problems that are headed to our way. I don't think it's just going to be Iran and Iraq. I think we got to watch Syria. Hmm. I don't know. I mean, I'm. Uh, we we're going to go in and stomp them, and then we're back at it again. Then we're going to have all these people all sent there again. You know. No. We don't. We don't need that. I hear. You. So, what have you been up to? I haven't talked to you in a while. How's everything going for you? Well, my business is dead. Yeah, I'll tell you what, COVID did kill a lot for me. Really? Yeah. And I'm, I'm having trouble with the server since COVID. My, I can't get a hold of anybody, can't update my website. Ah, I sound like I'm whining, but... I've been focusing more on readings and ghost investigations rather than try and do the the ghost walks or the bus tours or any of that. I'm I'm over it. Really? <laughs> yeah, can you believe I believe I'm saying I mean I'd go for a ghost walk with you or if somebody asked me but I'm not advertising, I'm not pushing it. Huh. Oh, and, I know somebody that can help you with websites and stuff. Yeah, that would be great. I just can't get them on the phone. I can't update my website. That's Chris's expertise. That's what I do. So. Oh, man. I need you. I could <laughs> definitely help out there, no doubt. Well, I'm sad. Last time I went, I saw you. It was on a ghost tour that we did in Medina. Oh, my God. And we had to run for it. There was like a huge storm brewing. Yeah, and I was in a wheelchair at the time, which didn't yeah. do well for a ghost walk tour. <laughs> Um, it, you know, it was a rolling tour. <laughs> it was a rolling tour for me. And then at one point, Chris, I decided, all right, I'm done. I'm done wheeling myself around. And so, you know, a lot of cracks in the sidewalks and stuff. And it was dark. And so I said to my wife, I was like, I can't, I'm not gonna be able to make it throughout the rest of this. I'm going to just go back up to the square. And, 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 you know, for me, I just can't do anymore. Yeah. And, and Heather goes, all right, well, I'll see you back at the car. <laughs> I was like, wait, wait what now? Yeah. <laughs> and so my daughter and my wife continued on with the tour while Seth, who's in a black hoodie in a wheelchair, <laughs> is in the dark depths of Medina trying to figure out how to get back to Medina Square, going up giant hills with cracks and sidewalks and going past all the halfway. He's going past all the halfway houses. Hey, dude, nice. you got a cigarette? Right. You know? <laughs> and, and, so, and my wife is continuing on with the ghost tour. There was about to be a ghost haunting her ass for the rest of her life if yeah. I would have gotten hit by a car. Well, she almost got hit by lightning because on the way, like you made it back, but on the way back, we got run, almost run over by that storm. Yeah. So we ran for our lives. We never finished the tour. And, but, and that's the other thing. I'm sitting in a metal wheelchair while yeah. you hear this electrical <laughs> storm headed our way. Uh, <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> Sorry. But yeah, it wasn't. Funny. It wasn't. It was funny. It was funny. <laughs> and but, then we uh, ended up in the cemetery, and they, yeah. you were so patient. You you let us end in the cemetery, and then it got too rainy, and we all left. Yeah, but it was fun. It was a good time. So, yeah. yeah. It was always a good time. You've been on my tours before, though, I thought. Yeah, I went to uh, another one. It was a bus tour. Yeah, the bus and tour. We went, Weren't those fun? That was a lot of fun. And then we went God, to the, the Franklin Mansion, the Franklin Castle. Okay. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I haven't done bus tours since... 2019, I believe, yeah, was my went, last bus tour. 
we went to on, to the Franklin Castle, and all of a sudden we were surrounded by like police, and the owner of the building oh, showed up. And, God, how <laughs> embarrassing! But okay, so let me yeah, explain what happened. So what happened was uh, there was a cop, a crooked cop, who started tours with me. Yeah. And then he took all the money and ran and said, screw you, I'm going to do my own tour. So he he got into the Franklin Castle and told them all really bad things about me and didn't want me in there. Well, anyways, the guy from the Franklin Castle was mad because the 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 worker there, because everybody was making money but him. So he contacted me and said, hey, I'll get you guys in, but I want 15 ahead. <laughs> Wow. Now, how could I say no? So I kind of announced it on the tour. Well, there was some people missing off the guest list that had paid. They must have been spies for the owner or whoever. So we got set up and were busted red-handed coming into the into the Franklin Castle. Yeah, <laughs> but how could I say no? The guy said, hey, come on, I'll sneak you in. Right. The, the owner's out of town. I'm like, eh, what's the worst that can happen? Oh, we got busted. Yeah. So he started yelling at me and stuff. And it was not only you, it was Bill Peters was on the tour. I remember. Judy Pappish was on a whole bunch of people on the tour. But I, yeah, I was embarrassed, but I was like, oh, damn. Oh, well. I remember looking at Sonny going, you didn't see this one coming? No. <laughs> <laughs> um, no. The, but, uh, you know, it's the only time. But you know what? As a ghost person, you sometimes do try to sneak into places. Let's be honest. Of course. Sure. Hey, I, I, you know, it's not always. I mean, I do have contracts for places like. Playhouse Square, I got to have a legitimate contract and have my little bodyguards with me and have insurance and and other places that you go into. You do sign contracts. Everybody signs a waiver before we walk in, uh, which is which is appropriate, you know, so nobody can sue anybody. But then there's other times where I just figure like it's easier to ask for forgiveness than right. it is for permission. Yeah. Especially if yeah. I want to go in somewhere after dark. Now, Chris, let me tell you, I've known sonia for many many <laughs> many years yeah and i think it was probably maybe 20 years ago that maybe we first met mm -hmm. and she came into the radio station to do a uh whatever readings i guess uh, i was on wmms morning show yeah on MMS. and okay. i remember she sat down across from me i was running aboard and she sat down across from me and she just looked at me and she goes, that's all she said to me. She goes, you're going to have a problem with your feet. <laughs> now, I had no idea at the time that I was diabetic, nothing. So it wasn't like I said, hey, well, I'm diabetic. And then she could guess. Sure. You know, I was just sitting there running the board. And that's one of the first things that she said to me was, you're going to have a problem with your feet. And sure as shit, now I'm missing one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really. And so she knew exactly what she was talking about ever since then. I've been a believer of well, not since then, but I've always been a believer in Well, I also will tell you that the day of your surgery, you called me that morning and left me a message on my voicemail saying, you're kind of out of groggy and saying, yeah, Seth, you're real out of it. Uh, Seth, you're, you must have been drugged. I went, probably wanted oh, to call God. me. And you, you said what you just said 20 years ago, you told me and I didn't listen and I messed up my foot and I didn't pay attention to the bottom of my foot and it's gone. I'm gonna I'm gonna lose oh. it today or something. I was like, oh my god. I but yeah, I I'm notorious for telling people things and then they don't listen. <laughs> well, no, I, but, I I no. did uh, the last time I was on your show, there was a few predictions that came through. I said there was gonna be three tornadoes in Ohio, and there was. They yeah. came ripping through to, um, Toledo, 
and Vermilion and uh, Lorraine County here. There was a whole bunch of them, and three of them hit. In fact, I know a lady whose house was uh, caved in from it. Wow. But that came true. And then the floods, the floods down south, that came true. And then uh, I can't remember what else. I didn't write it down, but uh, on your show last time. Yeah, I remember. I remember yeah. <clears throat> you were going to ask a question, Chris? Well, I, I was just, I'm always curious, how how hard is it to convince people of being psychic when there's so much you know, media that, that kind of dispels it. You know, there's every TV show that you ever watch. It's like, oh, these crazy psychics and whatever. You know, every TV show does it. How do you, how much blowback do you get from people that only believe what they've seen on TV? That's a good question. I think, I think I really don't have to prove it to anybody. I mean, I'm, I'm one of those psychics that work with the police department and they won't admit it. I've worked with Homeland Security and, went and helped look for a body in Chicago. They don't talk about that. They do use psychics, uh, but it's a hush-hush thing. A lot of people use psychics. I have more Jewish people and and Catholic people using me than all my other customers, really. It's like a hush-hush thing. So I just, I just go about worrying about what I can do right, not worried about what people think about me. I'm not real sensitive. Sure. Are there places that you could go that are just, and now I'm, I'm kind of transitioned a little bit to more of the ghost hunting thing, but mm-hmm. are there places that you go where there's just so much activity going on that it's almost, you know, on can't like I, I'm going to guess and you tell me I'm right or wrong or you don't know, but I'm going to guess a place like the uh, reformatory, Ohio, the Ohio reformatory. I would imagine there's a zillion ghosts stuck in that place you know from a million different things that went on in that place are there places like that that are absolutely overwhelming to someone like you when you when you step into them mm, that's a good example mansfield prison in ohio isn't a good example of not just residual ener- energy but actual live energy um spirits that are walking around i believe if you died in prison you stay in prison you don't, if you choose not to go to the light or choose not to cross over after your death, you're stuck there. So that's why you go into a prison. There's so many that are stuck, as you said, stuck there, if you will. Right. Sure. I think, I think you have a choice. You're either going to leave and go cross into that light and, to, and see the ancestors. There's your grandmother. There's your grandfather. Oh, you know, and poof, you, off you go. Or if you refuse and you're stuck here as a ghost. And you hope you know someone like me to help you out, or you come across someone like me. I'm not the only one born in the past 60 years. I'm 60 years old. There's been more psychics born in the past 50, 60 years than ever before in history, I believe. Sure. So I would tell you Mansfield Prison would be one if you're fishing for another place. Uh, I think if I look back at my most intense experiences, that would be Waverly Hills in Kentucky. I um, I saw something demonic, and I literally peed myself. <laughs> wow. I had a fear response, and it was all caught on camera, and I wasn't I... the only one that saw it. And it, it when they talk about pooping your pants, I peed my pants. <laughs> I was so I saw, scared; it I was unnatural on, uh, for me. I saw Waverly on Ghost Hunters too. Yeah, they I think they saw something there too. Boy, they summon something in that building, and that thing is not natural. It's not a human. It's not 
anything I've ever come across, but thank God it's stuck in that building and it's not roaming around outside. But I saw something that uh, scared me, scared me, scared me sure. big time. I'll tell you that. And I will tell you that the Franklin Castle, um, I'm not supposed to be really talking about people's private homes, but everybody knows that Franklin Castle in Ohio is one of the most haunted places on in this area. And I did have an experience there. I was able to go ghost hunting there. Um, and something grabbed my dousing rod and pulled it, yanked it. It was pretty intense. And there was witnesses who saw it. That was pretty so, cool. So, yes, that place is haunted also. You can't go in there. It's a private home. I think they're doing some hokey overnights or something. They're trying to turn it into something. But it's overpriced. And um, it's, I don't know. I, I say go if you can get in there. But um, it's it's a private home now. It's not like a haunted house that you would pay to walk through. Is uh, there, somebody is, wants to ask about Farnham Manor in, in Richfield. Farnham Manor, uh, I have a really good ghost picture of, of Emily that fell in the well and drowned. The little girl that's seen in the blue dress. Farnham Manor probably is more riled up now. They tore down the carriage house. They've been tearing it all up, the grounds up and everything. Um, so when you have that kind of reconstruction and remodeling, it does stir everything up. Right. So I wouldn't be surprised if all those ghosts over there are riled up from all that construction that they did. What's the danger to being in a place that has riled up activity? Like they have that incarnation festival once a year at the, at the reformatory down there. You know, is there a danger to the, you know, they bring 20, 30,000 people, whatever through there every single year. Is there a danger to those people yes. coming in and out of it? I'll be honest with you. And I haven't admitted before this, for in front of anybody, this is the first time I've ever admitted this. I've had to deal with some possessions and attachments of people who've gone to Mansfield prison and brought something home. Now they didn't bring something from the inside of the prison. They brought something from the outside of the prison that was attracted to the place. Mm. And so it attached to them. They brought it home. And I'm, I'm the one that you call when you have a bad ghost haunting and the priest can't handle it or your ghost groups can't handle it. I'm one of the top banishers in Ohio and I'm not afraid to brag about it because it's true. And you guys all keep playing with Ouija boards and keep playing with all that stuff because <laughs> it, 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 I get paid <laughs> to come take care of it. And you will, if you poo poo it and go, Oh, there ain't nothing here. Come on, attack me. You'd be provocative and provoking. Be ready to be attacked. Be ready for something fun. Ah. You know, think, yeah, it's not fun. What happened? I think a ghost took you out for a ah. second. <laughs> um. Yeah. Yeah. So I really believe in um, attachments possessions, all that is very real in my uh, world. I remember I went to Mansfield Reformatory with my wife. We took a tour. And I walked in. I've been charging my phone the entire time on the way to uh, to the reformatory. When I walked out after an hour of being there, my phone was completely dead. And they always say that ghosts take like an energy and sometimes use your electronic devices. And do you, Is that true? Yes, because they they do not have physical bodies. They are an energy themselves, and they draw upon our energies and also devices in some type of a quantum energy level that I can't explain. 
but they somehow suck it up and they redirect it and boom, they can blast you or they can use it to make sounds or to move things. They gather up energy and then they, they use it, blast it. Yeah, my phone was sucked dry by the end of the uh, Yeah, they, they drain people, they drain devices. Sure, that's real common. So what are you What's, doing now? What am I doing now? Yeah, so they're not doing the tours. What are you doing? Well, I'm I'm focusing more on investigations and ghost work and a bit of Bigfoot researching. I've found a hot spot here in Ohio, so I've been uh, climbing around the tick-infested woods this summer uh, trying to find more evidence. But I, So I've been doing, like, psychic parties. Tomorrow I'm going to go work for a, an artist. We're having a girls' night, and... We're going to be painting and doing stuff, and then they have a psychic me. So I'm, I'm doing more like parties and Halloween parties, investigations. Um, people do come to my home for private readings. I'm in Oberlin. I do phone readings. I can accept PayPal monies and uh, sit down privately with you on the phone. So just because I'm not doing the ghost walks anymore, stuff, it's just uh, there's other people in town doing ghost tours and stuff. I'm just kind of moving over and taking a break for the past couple of years. I'm not back into it yet. We have some more questions, but real sure. quick, how do people get a hold of you if they want to get a reading or they want to have a psychic party or whatever, ghost investigation? Well, sure, they can call and leave a message on my phone line here in the office is 440-775-1217. You can give me a call, leave a message, and if you want to text me, it's 440 440- Five zero two, fourteen fifteen, and I'm on Facebook. Excellent. And uh, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm booking into, you know, November. Sure. Yeah. Sonia, is there, and, and I'm reaching a little bit, but I because I don't know, is there an energy, like an extended energy, that that is comes out ahead of bigger criminal activity, like a a, a serial killer right before he oh. kills somebody or uh oh, you the mean columbine like the kids yeah or the columbine uh, kids is there like a, a pre-build up energy and is there any way that they could have somebody like you just kind of come into schools as an example and just walk through and say yeah this kid feels like he's about to do something crazy well i don't know if i'm that good to predict um intimate dangers and things but Certainly the energy left behind by evil acts, uh, especially, let's say, a battlefield where there's been tons of death, tons of dying, tons of anguish. It's residual energy. It's like the blood fell into the ground, the death mm-hmm. all over the ground. It's, it's like an X-ray vision of something that's happened that seeps into that area. Okay. And you, someone who's psychic like me can pick it up. I'm empathetic to sure. it. I feel it. Uh, a lot of people feel it. They'll feel it in their gut. Sure. They'll feel but it in their al- throat. It, it's always residual, though? It's called residual energy. It's measurable and always there. Um, that's a lot of times while they'll tear down buildings, like that aerial castle that held those three girls for over 10 years. Remember right. that, Jerry? You repeatedly raped them and all that. They tore down his properties because the places were just so evil. They didn't want people going in and like living in a house like that. They often will tear down places like that because of the leftover energies and the exploitation of it. 
Yeah. Right on. So but you can not, clean it up. You can clean it up. I'm able to clean it up. I know how. That's what I do. It's my job. Sure. I, I will go to people's houses and clean their houses sure. uh, spiritually. But, it, but it's always residual. Not with a mop, right? Not with a mop. She's going to clean it <laughs> spiritually. Right. Yeah. I'm too expensive. You don't want to hire me as a maid. <laughs> <laughs> But it's it's always residual. It's always after the fact, correct? It's not. It's yeah. never like a buildup of energy before an activity. Okay, so I can see in the tarot cards that something's about to happen. Okay, I've also had premonitions, like just before nine eleven. And you remember there was a study done. Um, Normally in 9-11 at the towers in New York there, there was about an average of 100 people would call off during the day sick. And they did an accounting of everybody who was supposed to be in the building. And they came across accountingable of a thousand people who called off that morning. Right. So they're people who had had premonition or the feelings or maybe their spirit guides gave them a flat tire or something happened that they avoided work. It's it's something within us that sometimes we listen to it and we're aware and other times we just it's like a deja vu mm -hmm. you know but i think we could it's we we can sense it other people sit now listen i got a twin sister okay she was born like bald brown eyed i was born jet black hair blue eyes i was born uh she was born with dollies and you know i was born riding motorcycles and horses and wild men you know We're, <laughs> we couldn't be any more different she said she doesn't see any ghosts, doesn't experience anything. She could have a ghost doing this to her nose and she'd be like, oh, there's a gnat here. You know, she's right. so blissfully unaware. And I am full blown open psychic. I didn't go to psychic school. I'm full blown. I can communicate with the dead that are here. Yeah. So you, some people are tuned into it and some people are not. Right. Just depends on your level. You know, my twin, why doesn't my twin have it? I don't know. How about pets? Pets come back around? Or do you have, like, ghost pets? Yes, I've seen my ghost Siamese cat. I've seen him, yes. Wow. And believe it or not, he was on a bridge, and I had another Siamese cat that looked just like him. So I had two Siamese cats, and the one died. And I saw him over there on the bridge, and then all of a sudden I felt something around my feet, and I looked down, it was the other live cat, and then he was staring over at the bridge, and we both looked over, and that, uh, that dead Siamese cat just disappeared. Wow. So I know I've seen dead animals for sure. How do you yeah. know it was your, your pet versus just some other dead cat? Because at, at the time that he died, he just, had just died. I just buried him over there. Okay. So I had two Siamese cats that looked very much the same. I lived in a farm. There's a guy with my fenced in yard. My dogs are not going to let some stray cat in the cat. There was a cat at my side and we both saw the ghost cat over on the bridge. And then it disappeared. I know what I saw. Now I've had, a couple, cat. Of, I've had a couple of experiences with ghosts myself. Like I remember tower city where you were at you know, when we met I yes. I the hallway once and I saw a woman and she was in like, I hate to use the word period clothing. Cause it just sounds awful, but she had like that, <laughs> older clothing, and and then I remember going into a studio, and a buddy of mine. You remember Steve Hainer? Yes, I do remember Steve. Yeah, he came to my house. Yeah, he's unfortunately passed, but oh, 
Yeah, but he was sitting in a chair one day, and he wasn't feeling well. And I was like, you okay? And he stood up, and all of a sudden, the chair that he was sitting on just started spinning around fast. It wasn't, and he just stood up out of the chair and was standing there, and we were talking. And once he got out of the chair, he felt better, and that chair just started spinning around. Wow. Crazy. I thought I, I thought I was going nuts, but and I was after my drug days, so I wasn't like high or anything. Yeah, yeah, right. And so you know, but I I've had experiences, so I definitely believe in that kind of stuff. I absolutely believe. Were you there when my very first time I came in, Mulrooney was um making go fun and about preachers. He was going on about preachers and the studio door opened and yes. a black ghost and the ghost walked in and started scolding him. And you could hear me going, Oh my God, John, stop. Maroney, stop the ghosts, the, the door. Now you're, when we're live on air, there's big signs there. You're not supposed to go into the studios no. when that red light's on. And it, something just walked right in and came right up to Mulrooney and started scolding. Very first time I was on WMS and you were throwing pencils at me. <laughs> I'm trying to do the show and you're over there like whipping stuff at me. And you also had stuff like stuck in the ceiling because it was like a spongy yeah. ceiling. Oh, and you guys yeah. had all this stuff stuck in the ceiling and then you were like whipping stuff at me <laughs> and you guys were whipping balls around. Do you remember that? I do, and I'll never there. forget that ghost walking in on John Marooney. It was a black guy ghost. Well, yeah, you do I remember do. that, right? I do. Yes, I do. Those were the oh, ones. my Lord. That was something. What a, My first debut on WMMS Morning Show, and that happens. Yeah, we did have some good times. Um, that I've known you for a long time, I guess, you know, from all that. And uh, you have a funny nickname. Can I tell him? Yeah. So I used to hear them talk about Seth as being the prophet monkey. <laughs> and I guess what that meant was it was cheap to, cheaper to have him do overnights because he knew how to do all the boards and keep everything rolling instead of paying somebody for each radio station. He was the one that yeah. ran them all. So I he was, was like the prophet monkey overnight, right? Yes, I was. I was yeah. The name of the system was Profit back at the time. And so they had. You know, I just couldn't believe how they all smoked pot up there. Like I came oh. in, it was like, ah, ah, ah. they were all smoking pot. I like pull it in, and Wolf pulls me over, and he's like, always wore this coffee stained shirt that he pretended he just stained that morning. He always has coffee yeah. stained shirt. Remember that coffee stained shirt? He tried yes. to pull it off, like, oh, I just spilled it onto this morning. And um, he was trying to ask me all these questions about his relationships and he's smoking pot and all these people smoking pot. It was like, you yeah, could smell it from the hallway. It was so gross. Yeah. You could smoke in a studio. Nobody cared. That's that time. Uh, Wolf, yeah, nobody cared about the equipment getting dirty or nothing. What he cared. It was way different than it is now. Well, yeah. And I'm Wolf. walking in on it going, well, what is, what, what is this is radio? <laughs> it, was it was fun back then. Wolf was yeah. a crazy person to know. Wolf had me actually like a, Watch his house in Medina when he went on the TV. He? And, yeah. and so I, was, I was nervous. But it was the first time I'd ever seen a TV. It was a smart TV before smart TVs back then. It oh. years ago. And it had a remote control that was the size of my laptop that he could dial stuff up on. And he diapered his dog <laughs> because the dog would just have accents all over the place. And he had this white, nice carpet and yeah. a piano. And I remember I couldn't get the diaper on the dog. And I was freaking out. I'm trying to get the Oh, God. Piano. Dog, and the dog took a giant piss right next to the grand piano. Oh, like, oh my god, I'm gonna get fired! And, oh my I god, to, I had to clean, I clean the shit out of that carpet, literally. Uh, 
Yeah, yeah, he came to my he came to my house once, him and his wife, and I made homemade stew. And he went on and on and on about the stew. Then he took all the leftovers home, which is a, which is a compliment. You know, somebody takes your leftovers home, but um, I don't think they'd ever been in a poor farmhouse before. <laughs> <laughs> so Bigfoot. You know, Bigfoot. Have, Bigfoot. You seen, have you seen Bigfoot? I have. Abe, are there many big feet? Bigfoots? They call them well, Bigfoot? I could tease. Well, I could tease, and they say the joke is there's herds and herds of them. No, they're they're very rare. And there's twice in my life that I had witnesses. Huh? Yeah, twice, twice. What do they look like? They look like me or Chris? They're they're relic hominids. Well, they're yeah. Hairy men. They're like hairy big men. They had to evolve to be large because they had to compete with bears. I believe they're a relic hominid that um, survived. That they're good at hiding from us. What do they eat? Everything. Anything, everything. I think they're mo most active at night. And then they have watchers during the day while they sleep. And they're mo that's why they're dark colored. Most nocturnal animals are dark colored. So would you consider it an animal or more like a man or more like a cross between? I think it's a man. I think it's a hairy, wild man. I swear to God, I was not in the park that you were at that one night. I was not there. I think it's... When I looked at it, it didn't look like an ape. It looked like a man. No. Have you seen this one, Sonia? This new what, one the from Colorado. Colorado, one? yeah. Uh, it's already been debunked. There's a. Uh, Is it? Yeah. So I know you know I know all the Bigfoot guys, right? Okay. And they all right. talk when any evidence comes out. So that is very close to where the train will pull in. And there's a local tire store that's like a Sasquatch tire store or something. They have a mascot suit. Okay. So that guy went out there in the suit. Just to cause like some Halloween trickery. I don't. I don't buy it. It looks too much like those suits that they sell. It's it's like the face and everything. It's it's too lumpy and frumpy. It doesn't move like a Sasquatch. We it's been debunked already. It's a guy in a suit. Okay. Now, have, do you have videos anywhere that you can that people could see of you for with Bigfoot or anything? Man, if I could produce a video of Bigfoot, I'd be so rich. But I will tell you what. I do have a GoPro camera. I do carry a 35 millimeter camera for instant in my car. I do have digital recorders. I do have a dash cam camera, the most expensive one on my truck that ha does infrared front and back cameras. So at night, in case something crosses the road, uh, I've, I I'm ready. If I'm out riding my horses or I'm out riding around in my truck and I've only seen Bigfoot when I'm not looking for him. <laughs> Right. I think you it's it's you, you try to go looking for him and it never happens. It's when you're not looking for him is when it happens. But I I I would be rich if I came across another video or something. I found tracks. Last time I found tracks was in 2011, and that made it into a report on the BFRO website for Ohio. If you look up Ohio, you'll see a report with my name in there. See, now, I'm not making fun. I'm asking legitimate questions. That's <laughs> okay. I'm I'm not offended. Is there, is there Bigfoot like droppings anywhere? Well, I would imagine, but 
here's the thing. Unless you see them taking the poop, how do you know it's not a, poop, a human poop or a bear poop or a dog poop? Unless you see it taking it, the poop, how do you know? I mean, nobody has a testing a way to test anything because there's nothing to compare it. The uh, Melba Ketchum study turned out to have DNA of of humans, along with unknown. They said it. She said it was like a hybrid. Have there been corpses of Bigfoot, big feet found anywhere? Yeah, Melba Ketchum was brought a Bigfoot uh, flesh, and she did a study. If you look up Melba. Ketchum, M-E-L-B-A, Melba Ketchum. Instead of ketchup, it's Ketchum. And she's done a DNA study. She did a, a, a big scientific analysis and did the whole report. In it, and she was um, poo-pooed by all the scientists. Nobody, nobody bought her study. Now, they have, to have, they have to procreate. Are there female big feet, Bigfoot? Yeah, the original Patterson film that was shot in 1968 shows a, a, a camera uh, showing the Bigfoot turns and looks at you, and you can see breasts. So obviously they're breeding and, and have breasts like humans and feed their young. There's more than one. Huh. I believe I believe there's a Bigfoot. I, I didn't believe really for sure until I saw one in 2004. And when I went the next day to a and knock on the guy's house, the farmhouse there, there's Patty. That's a good picture of Patty right there. Uh, the guy told me to leave those things alone because I saw him outside a farmhouse in a field. See, now that picture is too upright to be an actual, like, ape. That's a Bigfoot. That's a Bigfoot. And at that moment, now I talked to Bob Gimlin. By the way, today is Bob Gimlin's birthday. He is 92 years old, and he was the one that pulled the gun out of his scarab to cover Roger. Roger got down off the horse. Actually, he was thrown from his horse. He grabbed the camera and ran after this creature. When Bob Gimlin pulled the gun out of his case, this is exactly when the Bigfoot turned and looked at him as to say, like, don't, don't you dare. And then she kept walking, and he said it it stopped him from shooting her. So this is the because she was walking away, and then she turned to look at him at the exact moment he pulled that gun out. Wow. That's the story of this picture. I know the guy. I know I've um I got a pretty good BS detector being a psychic. Bob Gimlin is not lying about his encounter. This is a real video of a Bigfoot. We call Patty. Because it's from the Patterson film. I don't know. Are you a believer, Chris, or no? I'm not a non-believer or a believer. You know, I'm kind of like, I, I, I accept that I don't know. I'll put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Can't explain what it is. There's, there's too much evidence of, there's more than one video. I mean, there's the Paul Freeman videos. There's plenty of trail cam uh, stills of Bigfoot's being uh, presented. Too many eyewitnesses and footprints. Even I've found footprints. I've heard them in Salt Fork. I've heard them in Spencer Lake near Medina. Do they make a specific sound? Oh, just like you hear on Finding Bigfoot, or you hear all the, they've all been recorded. If you want to hear some real interesting Bigfoot legitimate sounds, something called the Sierra Sounds. 
and the Sierra Sounds are from, I believe, California or Oregon out west. And they were taken a long time ago. And they are probably one of the best collection of uh, Bigfoot sounds and recordings, the Sierra Sounds. And then you have something called the Ohio Howl that Matt Moneymaker procured. And that was in Columbiana County over like south of Youngstown area. Oh, here we go. Oh, you're here's looking the, up the Sierra sounds? Yeah, here's the sounds. Oh, yeah, go for it. Now, how do you differentiate that from like a wolf? Well, they were like you're communicating. They Rod Moorhead in them. You could hear he was going whoop, and they were whooping back. And there's more to that clip. Uh, I'll play it. They were they were coming back and forth, and you could hear them raw and saying things. And they have a a. What I've noticed. This is going to sound fascinating to you, and I want every somebody to prove me wrong. I have never heard a recording. Or I've never heard a Bigfoot or described as them having E in their vocabulary. We've never heard a Bigfoot go E, E, E. It's always O or O. Never E. And guess what? And guess what? Apes, apes, bonobos, and chimpanzees also do not vocalize E. And I got that from uh, Dr. Esteban Sarmiento. Told me this. I can. He confirmed it. He's okay. primatologist. Let's hear some more of this video. All right, here we go. Okay, yeah, yeah, audio. There's two of them across the creek at the big rocks. I'd be running. Uh, Out there in the dark in the woods and something like that's happening. Yeah, I'm out there. I'm done for. They were they were specifically out there to um, investigate known Bigfoots in that area, and the Bigfoots were interacting with them. Yes, and if you notice, if you go back over all the audios again, you'll never hear the vowel e. I, I think it's, oh, it's hard to, to it's it's hard to prove, but linguist linguists have have listened to that tape. They say it's it's almost like an American Indian language. 
Yeah, yeah they talk. Um, I will tell you that I did have an experience this summer. And I was with Dina Palazzini and Daniel Arnold, and we had an encounter in the middle of the night, and the Bigfoot specifically said Yahoo. Oh, wow. <laughs> How's Daniel doing? Daniel's a good, but me, me and Daniel are still trying to work on this book. We're still having a hard time pulling it all together. Daniel's doing good. He's still into conspiracy theories, and he loves to talk about UFOs, and um, he's doing martial arts. He's teaching people self-defense and all that good stuff. And I taught him how to be a psychic, so he does psychic readings now. Awesome. Very cool. Well, yeah, tell everybody once again how they can get a hold of you for a second reading. Yeah, or if you want to, or you want to go out bigfoot with me, I'll take you. Show you guys around. I'll switch gears. I'm not so much into the ghost stuff any, like the ghost tours anymore. But I will do psychic investigations and psychic readings. Uh, my phone number is four four zero seven seven five one two one seven, and my cell, which you can text, is four four zero. Five zero two, fourteen fifteen. All right, I, I did post that on the uh, the thread here, so people can get. Yeah, started. and guys, I love to talk about Bigfoot, and I love to talk about UFOs and ghosts and all this stuff, and it's fun. And I'll give Chris your number. <laughs> you can talk about the website. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, great. Thanks for coming on, Psychic. Hey, Tanya, I always love it. talking to you. Nice meeting you. Yeah, nice to meet you too. Happy Halloween, Hello. you guys. You too. We'll talk soon. All right. Bye. Bye. See, I, I don't know, man. I don't know if you're. I'm fascinated by that stuff, and I believe in this stuff. Yeah, you know what, man? It's it's the weirdest thing. It's like I I'm I'm not a non, but like like flat Earth. I came in just straight saying you guys are all nuts. But <clears throat> this, I I can kind of see, just because like. When they go, the deeper they go underwater and stuff, when they don't get crushed like tin cans, you know, they always find new species of, of like fish. Yeah. And which makes me think we have not, if there's species of fish that we haven't discovered, I'm believing that there's species of land animals that we have not discovered yeah. as well. Now, the whole thing with the Bigfoot that is weird to me is that they're, they're so big that you'd think that they'd be easily discovered. You would think. But they're not, for whatever reason. So who know I, I mean, dude, who knows? I mean, these are these are problems we're both we're all probably gonna take to our grave and never know the, the answer to. Yeah. We're too worried about Israel and everything else. That's right. My wife is calling me. Does she not she's know downstairs. Her she's downstairs. She knows she... that I'm here, and she's calling me. <laughs> <laughs> yes, dear. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's got a house I live in. Tony is going to be calling in here in just a minute. Tony Masaccio. Okay. Uh, he's going to be at Slimans. Okay, cool. Independence. Uh, let's take a quick break. I'm going to be going to this thing on Saturday, this fifth wheel anniversary show. Very good. Uh, I have to work, and then I'm going to go down there, and I'm looking forward to that. Cool. That'll be fun. You know where I went o over the weekend? Yeah. Before we take right. a break? I went and saw Billy Morris. Oh, the Sunset Strip? The Sunset Strip. How was that? I'm sure it was it good. It was great. It's a local in Strongsville, and he did a great job, and 
course, talked to me for literally 35 seconds and then went off and forgot about the fact that I was ever there. Yeah. And told you, hey, I'm going to come on the show and I'm going to do right. Oh, yeah. And yeah. And then he said he was going to get me beer. That didn't happen. So, I mean, yeah. lots of promises made. None of them kept. Sounds like Billy. <laughs> and then he did, a, he did a new song. They have new, like, original material that they are putting out. Right. And the song is called Wasted. I've heard that. I've heard the, the demos of it. Yeah. But my wife, who apparently didn't hear, because it was kind of crowded. Right. And, and there was packed house, uh, thought that the song was called Racist. <laughs> and so she's hearing, all right, everybody raise your glasses. We're all going to get racist. <laughs> and... We're all like, woo! Nice. I said, honey, it's, it's wasted. Oh, all right. <laughs> nice. <laughs> but yeah, it was a good time. That Strongsville, the local bar out there is pretty fun. It was good sure. Time. Good stuff. And Billy you know, was, he was pretty good. He sounded, sounded decent. He's a talent, man. Well, let's not. Get his ego any bigger than it already oh, is. It's impossible to get that ego any bigger. Yeah, it, he plays music and it's okay. So yeah. <laughs> there you go. He does fine. He's good. Right. Take a quick break and we'll get, be back with uh, Tony Masaccio. Cool. The 1990s regional rock sensation, The Fifth Wheel, is back with the original lineup for a very special 30th anniversary concert, October 20th at Jilly's Music Room in Akron. Get your tickets now at thefifthwheelmusic.com. It's the ultimate alt-rewind as The Fifth Wheel plays their hits from the 90s along with brand new tunes. Join me, Rocco, formerly The Rock Dog, from WMMS at 107.9 VN. And me, Carrie Danger. Get your tickets at thefifthwheelmusic.com for The Fifth Wheel Live at Jilly's in Akron, October 20th. As The Fifth Wheel celebrates 30 years with very special guests on Masonic. Join us as we flash back with The Fifth Wheel 30th Anniversary Concert, October 20th at Jilly's Music Room in Akron. Special new record release, special guests, a great show, cake reception. What more could you ask for? Get your tickets now at thefifthwheelmusic.com. It's the Fifth Wheel 30th Anniversary Concert. Don't miss it. Hey, everybody. It's Don Dockin. When I'm feeling nostalgic, I always go to Pinball PA. You got to go check it out. It's a lot of fun. When you want to have fun in Pennsylvania, there's only one place to go, Pinball PA. Located near the Pittsburgh airport, we have over 420 classic pinball machines and arcade games that you can play. Admission starts at only $24.99. Want to have a party? Well, there's no better place than Pinball PA. Visit our website today at www.pinballpa.com to get more information or to book your next small or large party. Pinball PA, it's where the action is.
There's no place like home. And whether it's furniture, artwork, home accessories, appliances, or that one-of-a-kind collectible, Yellow Brick Road Online Auctions allows you to find everything you need from the comfort of your own home. The owner of Yellow Brick Road Auctions has been conducting online estate auctions for over eight years by providing homeowners with a stress-free process to liquidate all items that have accumulated over the years. I'm Melissa Mendici, owner of Yellow Brick Road Auctions. Log on today to find your heart's desire. Right back here, the Seth Williams Show with Chris Aiken. Yes, there sir. That pinball PA place looks pretty good. I know the owner. I think I'm good. Yeah, that owner's fantastic. Yes. <laughs> pinball Sexy. PA finally had a good week after like six shitty weeks in a row. So that's good. I was definitely happy to see cha-ching, 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 cha-ching. <laughs> Seth, your wife call, was calling to tell you she's seen Bigfoot in front yard. I hope there's not some big hairy guy in my front yard. That would be really bad. <laughs> she only saw one footprint in the front yard. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah. A great distraction from the BS. Yep. That's right. Well, people like Sonia. Yeah, it was good. I liked her. I, I always I've liked her. Yeah, she's fun. And, of course, Rick was happy to see Melissa. Of course he was. <laughs> and Tony checked in and he left. Mm-hmm. Did you see that? I saw him for a second, but. Uh... <laughs> I don't know what goes on with that guy. It's one of them oh, shows. Our reporter, Tony Masashi, was supposed to be joining us uh, live from Slimans and Independence. You ever been there? Oh, I love Slimans. Are you kidding? I, I, I've I've been to, but I have not eaten at the Independence one. I was in it just picking up food to go. Yeah, that's the same here. I've picked up there, but I've never and eaten I'll there. tell you what. It was one of the greatest turkey sandwiches I ever had. Slimans rules. Yeah. Um, just in general, Slimans rules. The problem is I had to sell like half my car to get my sandwich. <laughs> yeah, so I'm currently I'm... renting my car to somebody. It's like 15 bucks a sandwich or something, but it's, <laughs> yeah. it's un, you know what? Though? No, that's it's worth time. it. It's worth it. Yeah. But you know, usually if I'm paying that much for a sandwich, I need fries, onion rings, <laughs> a Diet yeah. Coke, and you know, like a slice of pie to go along with it. That's right. right. And he's back. So let's see how, how well it works. Right. Tony Masaccio. Seth Williams. Chris, how, how are you guys? Good. What's Good. up, Tony? Can you, can you see the corned beef sandwich? Yes. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So it's $18 for a corned beef sandwich. But guess oh, what? This this corned beef sandwich will feed you till next Tuesday afternoon. It's like a full <laughs> corned beef. It's like a whole corned corn beef, beef in bread. Yeah. With a little slice of Swiss cheese. And yeah. look at how small look at how small the bread is on top. It's like a little it's like a little yamaka. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, how are you? What's going on, Tony? How are you feeling, uh, first of all? I'm feeling, I'm feeling wonderful. Thank you very much. So as you know, I to our listening audience and viewers, I got back from Hawaii, and of course I had COVID for four days. So it was my anniversary. I gave my wife COVID for her 34th anniversary. Aww. So oh, some people give like silver, opal, gold. I gave her COVID. It was very <laughs> nice. <laughs> so, no, I'm feeling well. So actually yeah. tomorrow I'm going golfing with the boys. Uh, you remember Jim Carson from Kingard, who was the big advertiser. Yes. Uh, Trimisano show. 
So every year he takes us, uh, he's a high school friend, and every year he takes us on a golf trip. We've been going to Vegas for like the past 10 years. Last year we went to New Orleans. Tomorrow morning we are going to Mississippi, which is the IP resort. I'm going to be right on the golf, and everything is paid for. It's nice to be Tony. (laughs) Isn't this cool? I, I gotta be like Tony's apprentice or something like that because I need like, really? like this. Isn't I'm this like, wonderful? I'm gonna be yeah. your understudy and just kind of figure out what the hell you do and how to do it, and I'm gonna do that for the rest of my life. You know what? And maybe you can because I'm 62 years old. I gotta start slowing down. So I have my frozen margarita business. Of course, I have my window cleaning business, gutter cleaning, conversion cleaning. Which I got. You guys gotta start giving me an ad, and then I'll just give you a little piece of the action. Yeah. Everything that comes in. Is that fair? Absolutely. That's we'll, the least we'll I can do. That's the least I can do for the slice of Jew. <laughs> <laughs> now, the, uh, the problem I have with like being your understudy is like, I'm thinking about it. Like with all the margaritas and then the food, I'm going to lose the other foot. So, <laughs> <laughs> and guess what? You're gonna have, and you're going to have to go up a ladder with only one foot. This could be very tough on my workman's comp. Right. <laughs> 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 so guys again i am here live at slimage which is this one i'm in independence which is on roxanne road and route 21 they've been here for about actually 10 years they right. were um you know i'm not sure which restaurant this was before um but it was a few restaurants actually in the corner here at the end here was called Seth, i remember this or not but it was celebrities in the 80s Wow. And Dick Goddard was part of it, Big Chuck, Little John, Hanford Dixon, uh, Robin Shaboga. They all had a stake in this place. And right. guess what? When you got like 100 owners, you don't make any money with don't one owner. Right. Right. I don't make any money. Yeah. <laughs> so the only one that scooted out making money was John Lanigan and our friend Little John. They ended up cashing in at the end, which nice. is a great story. So Absolutely. we got to get we got to get them on the air one day and talk about it. It's really and they were crazy busy. It was a great name, celebrities, and you saw the local celebrities that were walking in this place. Right? Didn't Lanigan so, own another restaurant like on the east side? It, it was. It was called Lanigan's, and it was in Eastgate Shopping yeah. Center. It was very hot in the eighties. I remember going there. So it's funny you mention that because now you think of how expensive alcohol is today. So a glass of rum and coke, which was one fifty one Bacardi, mm-hmm. and coke was a buck fifty. Oh, <laughs> you can imagine that! It's crazy. It's crazy. Tony, how yeah. is the how is the atmosphere in that Slimans versus the classic Slimans downtown? You know, this one's a little bit different. The classic Slimans, as we were just talking about that with their general manager where they have the breakfast and lunch. Mm -hmm. This has a bar, so it has, um, they don't have breakfast anymore. They used to have a breakfast on Sunday mornings. And they do have a 9 o'clock, they're open. Matter of fact, I'm looking at one of the signs for the Browns. But it's it's not a tailgate place. You know, there's only a few televisions. So to answer your question, it's it's two different restaurants. This is lunch, dinner. There's is breakfast, lunch, and, of course, on a, you know, that St. Patrick's Day, they're still out the door and into another suburb trying to get, a, you know, a corned beef sandwich on a, you know, 
March 17th. <laughs> well, to be honest, they're like that on a June 5th or an yeah, October 10th. Right. I, when, when I used to work downtown, we would go around the office. When, when somebody was going to Slyman's, we would go around the office, and it was usually like 50 sandwiches would get ordered. It was, it was never just one or two. Yeah. Uh, you know, and it's kind of cool. They're not only do they have a great sandwich, they got a great salad, they have great pierogies. They have a great appetizer. It's like these onion, um, uh, jumbo onion rings and loaded latkes, which is like a potato pancake with everything on it, from corned beef to melted cheese to sour cream to egg. They have a tavern pretzel. They have a soup of the day. Every day is a different soup. They do a great job here, Chris. Because you have all these businesses on Roxanne Road, right. which there's not too many places open for lunch anymore. It's funny, little John called me um, last week, and he was looking for an Italian restaurant open downtown. And it stopped. I mean, I know Bruno's, which is on 44th by Clark there, but there's really no Italian restaurant. And, you know, you look at Garino's, which is in Little Italy, uh, they're really the only one that is open for lunch. Right. So it's this whole COVID thing has changed our lives, and of course, it changed the industry. Sure. Well, and, and the unique thing about that slime is, is if you have a heart attack from eating all that food, you're right next to a Hoosier. You can be taken care of. That's funny. And of course, our friend Harry Steakhouse is right down the street, so you can have a heart attack eating a steak, also. Which, guess what? Wouldn't be a bad way to go. Absolutely not. I'll tell yeah. you what, though, I, I, I actually ate at that slime it was not that long ago, maybe a couple of weeks ago, and I had a turkey on rye with a little bit of Swiss cheese. It was one of the best sandwiches I ever had. I mean, it's an unbelievable place. Yeah, you know what? And I'm looking at that right now on the, on the menu. And again, it's $16. It's a huge sandwich. It is huge. a great place. Yeah, um, I mean, it was worth the money. And their pastrami is wonderful. Their Reuben is great with sauerkraut, Swiss cheese, corned beef. Are you hungry yet? Jeez, stop. And <laughs> on top of that, the bartender was really, really cute. So yeah, like, oh, yeah. She, she's very nice. Yeah, I know exactly who you're talking about. You know, and that helps when you go to a bartender, when you go to a place and you don't, you don't got a guy like me serving you. No, a guy like me. Yeah, you don't want to see me when you walk in there. You know, to order your food. That's funny. So again, yeah, I'll, take they that, have... I'll take that turkey sandwich. Just don't don't let the fat guy touch it, please. <laughs> There's a couple bites out of it by the time it comes yeah. to the counter. <laughs> so, so on Sunday mornings, though, they still have the bottomless mimosas, which are always cool no matter where you go. Um, and again, they're 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 claim the fame as the home is the home of the biggest best corned beef sandwich. So for eighteen dollars, it's a this is really a deal because you know you can't even put your mouth around this sandwich. You're gonna nibble on it like a mouse. I yeah. mean, it really is a great sandwich. So um, you know, and I said as I just mentioned, guys. Um, so last so the fourteenth of this month was thirty four years of marriage. So after thirty. Thank you. 34-year anniversary. And ever since we said, I do, there's a lot of I don'ts. <laughs> <laughs> Let me just leave you with that. Well, so, I've been married for almost 20, so I understand, Tony. Yeah. Isn't it wonderful? Yeah. Oh, you know, you, 
and you can't trade them in. And I definitely can't trade mine in because she's worth a lot of money. Sorry, Sam. I got a great wife. Um, You know, that's what life's about. So, guys, it's always a pleasure to come on every Wednesday and talk about a different restaurant. Absolutely. So, Saturday morning, again, I am going to be live in Mississippi, but you can still tune me in on Flashpoint 1490 WERE. I will be on between 10 o'clock and 11, and I'll be talking about uh, who knows what, crayfish and crawfish and catfish (laughs) and... Every southern meal there is. Nice. How long are you going to be down there? So I'm leaving tomorrow morning, and I'm coming back Monday morning. So 6 o'clock flight, and then another 6 o'clock flight coming in. Well, have a safe trip, Tony. I appreciate you guys. Tony Masasha reporting live at Slimans and Independence for the Seth Williams Show. Guys, back to you in the studio. Thanks, Tony. Thank you. We're going to have to get some copy and give him a little bit of pub now that his window washing business is picking up again yeah no hey if he wants to come out and clean my gutters i'll, I'll do the ad for him myself <laughs> now that i own something i guess I, i'm in charge of that kind of stuff right yeah is that is that something i have to do i don't know whether my condo association does that or not well um you, the kind, i know no, they take care of the roof and all that kind of stuff so I'm, I'm sure they'll give you a fine if you don't do it well, I don't know how to do that. Yeah, I know. Believe me, I don't either. That's why I would hire somebody. <laughs> the other thing I got to figure out is I need stairs in my garage. So I have these three wooden stairs in my garage. Mm-hmm. So I pull in, get out of the car, whatever, and then there's three stairs that go into the house from the garage. Right. Well, the middle stair is all busted. Okay. They were wooden. And so, like, my daughter almost, like, fell right through the, the middle stair. And so now they need fixed because I need it fixed before the snow hits because I cannot go up and down the walkway in sure. the front door with ice and snow all over the, the ground. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're gonna need these stairs fixed. I don't know where the hell I can get like three stairs because I'm not I can't, I'm not a handy guy, dude. I'm just not a handyman kind of person. Dude. And I looked on like Angie's list and stuff like that, and they have like a two fifty or three hundred dollar limit that you have to like start at. Right, something like that done. I'm, I'm certainly, I can't afford that kind of junk. Dude, put a, put an ad on Facebook. Just put an app out there. Say, hey, do we got a handyman out here that could build me a step? Yeah, but I also yeah. want somebody reliable. Not somebody that's going to come over like have sex with the wife and all that kind of stuff. I want somebody that or try to steal anything. Hey, as long as the step dog, is fixed, what do you care? Or murder me? Or, well, <laughs> I, mean, I guess. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> as long as the stair gets fixed, yeah. I can walk in. I guess that's good. <laughs> But see, I, I need to figure. I mean, they've been broken for like six months now, and I need to get this damn thing fixed because it's getting cold all of a sudden. And mm. if I have to walk up the stairs and stuff from the driveway into the house, I'm gonna die. Right. Well, I don't know any handymen to be, but I can put it out on Facebook. I probably do, and I just don't know that I do. Do you so. do stuff like that? Have you ever done? Are you a handy person oh, on the house, or you just hire somebody to? Come I hire somebody to do. Dude, I don't do anything. I don't shovel shovel snow. I don't cut grass. I don't do nothing. Like I'm looking, I can pump gas, much less, you know, fix these damn stairs. I pump gas only because we don't have anywhere with an attendant that'll come and do it. If there was anywhere that pumped gas that was near me, I would go there. I wouldn't even care what the gas. Because uh, then again, I get gas about once every three months, so you know, it's not like it's like a big <laughs> expense. I would definitely, 
I would definitely pay someone to do it versus me getting out. And I doing thought it. about you the other day because I went to Costco, mm-hmm. Costco to get uh, some stuff, and then you know because we have a membership there. Sure. And so they have their own gas station there. Now the mm-hmm. gas was ridiculously good price. I think I paid like two ninety eight or something like that for gas. Okay. And which is great, but there's a half hour line I had to sit in to wait to get gas. Mm-hmm. And then oh, it's funny. I was trying to pull into the you know to the pumps area, and I realized that. The gas tank is on the opposite side of the sure. car from where I'm going in, mm-hmm. and there's cars everywhere. And so I'm like, "Fuck it, I'm screwed now." But luckily, they have a sign that says "long hoses." So I told my wife, "We're gonna have to get out and use that long hose." And she's like, "I'm not really used to that." <laughs> like, I right, shut the hell up and get on pump gas. <laughs> nice. And she's pumping gas, and I was like, "How's that long hose fitting for you?" And people are like looking around. Like, oh, it's great! It's fantastic! I was like, "All right, good." <laughs> That's funny. But I filled up, and I think it cost me forty, fifty bucks. Okay, sixty bucks, yeah. 60 bucks to, to fill it up. Okay. And my gas is gone in six days. <laughs> and I thought about you said you fill up like once every two months, and I'm sitting there going, "Oh, Jesus, man, what the hell am I doing?" Dude, I can tell you for a fact. I gassed up in August. I get about four four twenty a tank on my car, and I went out last night. I had dinner with my mom and my brother, so I had to drive somewhere. And I could tell you on my, you know how it has the gas gauge; it tells you how many miles you yeah. have left. I still have two hundred and five miles left. Yeah, God. and I gassed up two months ago. <laughs> I go after, nowhere. After we filled up, I looked and it said we had, I had like four hundred miles. I'm like, man, this is gonna get me through like. Next, like, three, four weeks of my life. This is great. Yeah. And then comes Saturday, I'm going, I got to get gas tomorrow. Yeah, yeah today. If you gassed fun. up yesterday, today it says 290. And you're like, what the hell? <laughs> like, my the, my job isn't that far away from my house, but we've been driving more lately. And yeah. Well, my commute is a walk down the hall. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sometimes not that far. Sometimes I just decide to work in the bedroom. <laughs> then I don't have to go anywhere. Just move from the bed to the desk. All right. So we got to play our dog pound details here. We do. Yes. And so I want to talk about Deshaun Watson real quick. Okay. Earlier. Browns QB Deshaun Watson on missing games due to shoulder injury. I'm not going to put the team in jeopardy. Okay. What the hell does that mean? You are putting the team in jeopardy by not playing the game. Yes. The team's in jeopardy when we got a star from the XFL and a rookie as our other two quarterbacks. The team is in jeopardy. Browns QB Deshaun Watson can't put a timeline on return. That that son of a bitch took the money and is running. Yes, he is. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna bet you again. I'm gonna go double or nothing on our the two dinners that I'm owed. Okay. I don't think that guy's gonna play again this year. Oh, I'll take that bet. I'll take that bet. I don't think he's going to play again. You don't think he's going to play another down? So he has to play, what, one down? Yeah, I don't think he's going to play another game, in another game this year. Oh, yeah, he'll he'll be back. Nope. I'll take that bet. So we what is that, triple continue. or nothing? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, if I win, you owe me another one. So yeah. three, and then if you win, nothing. All right, I'm, I'm taking that bet. We just got to continue to take it day to day, said Watson. 
who uh, added that an MRI revealed a micro tear in his rotator cuff muscle. I'm not going to put the team in jeopardy. If I can't do certain things, that's going to allow us to be handicapped in certain situations. That's the reason why I haven't been able to step on the field. Look, you're putting the team in jeopardy of losing every freaking game because you're not on the field. You're a dick. You're an ass. You took the money. You're go- still going to massage partners. I guarantee you that. And he's not performing. He's not going to play again. Yeah, probably not. But I'm ta- I'm 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 staying with. He'll be back. I'm sticking to that bet. If I was feeling, I'm feeling a little frisky on this. I wanted to say. I don't think he'll ever play for the Browns again. Oh, come on. I'm not sure they're going to waste that kind of money. They're not going to cut and just pay out. Why not? He sucks. They're not going to do it. He's terrible. It doesn't matter. When you've put put that kind of money in, you're going to try everything you can to squeeze that money out. I'm just going to say what I think. I think he's a pussy. I don't think he wants to play. I think he knows that he sucks. And then he's saying, oh, there's a micro tear in my muscle. Blah, 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 blah. No, I guarantee you. No. He is scared to go out there and play because he knows that he sucks ass now. And he's not performing well, and he's just going to sit out. He's going to say he's hurt the rest of the year. <laughs> I hope you're wrong. I, I wish I could definitively argue that you're wrong, but I can't. Jeez. But I, I, I will continue to hope that you're wrong. Jesus, Rick. Come Rick. on, man. Why did I even put that up there? Poor Melissa's just trying to sell things at auction. Yellowbrickroadauctions.com. Yeah. The you want to help out, Rick, go to yellowbrickroadauctions.com and buy something. Yeah. Say you heard it here on the Seth Williams show. That's right. But Seth, we've done pretty good without Watson. We should have lost the game on Sunday. Yeah. If it wasn't for a stupid field goal with that guy missing that. Yeah, I mean, that was a loss. It's funny, my, my friend Johnny lives in um, in New York, and he was watching the end of the game. And the, um, the field, you know, the, the Browns went up 17-16. And he texts me, he's like, oh, Browns got it in the back. I was like, who are you kidding? And he's like, no, no, this game's over. I was like, dude, I live in Cleveland. There is no accepting that this game is over. There's a minute and a half on the clock. No. This game is not over, and it wasn't. No. They do have a decent defense. I, I will give them that. They have a decent defense. I would say it's better than decent. But one injury to that defense, and you're looking at season lost. Yeah, that is true. You have no running back. You have no quarterback. And you have a defense that is an injury or two away from not being as good as they are. All right. I'm not going to be Nancy negative like you. Come on. We're three and three. Negative? We're in the hunt. Have I ever been negative about anything on this show? You never. No. <laughs> My life is nothing but positivity. That's right. Ask the people I work with. <laughs> I am the most positive person ever. Yeah. Mary Ann from the Bob Branch Show is listening right now, and I'm telling you, she thinks I'm the most positive person. I told her, don't watch this stupid show. <laughs> That's a positive. Every move. opinion of me that you had. That's a positive move. Just don't watch. <laughs> Well, because I, you know, I don't want her to know that I'm a foul mouth, negative person about stuff. <laughs> yeah, just let them know. <laughs> Fuck you. We're both dicks. There it is. <laughs> I'll say it. 
We're both dicks. All right, so they play who? The Colts. Um, Colts, and they lost their quarterback for the season. But in Indianapolis, I don't think that really matters because Colts aren't very good either. Colts are losing that game. Backup quarterback to backup quarterback. I'll take our chances. Who's their backup? Gardner Minshew. Okay, he's better than what we have. He's not very. He's not any better than. He's not any better than PJ Walker, and certainly their defense isn't as good as ours. Hunt is getting back to form. Yeah, he looked okay. Don't forget Jambalaya. Who's that? Mm-hmm. Jam Bailey. I have no idea who was. I don't know who that is. Hello, Brissett played as good as Watson. Yes, indeed. Agree with that. They should have kept Brissett. That I thought when they when they let him go, they should have cut. They should have kept Brissett because Brissett was you know a quality quality fill in guy. We'd be in much better shape if Brissett was still here. We'd be in better shape if you or I were on the field playing quarterback. <laughs> I don't know about all that. Look, I haven't been to a massage parlor in a lot of years, but I guarantee I'm more relaxed than Deshaun Watson is now. I can feel <laughs> better than that guy. Wouldn't mind on taking some of money. Yeah. I wouldn't mind t- taking just one game check. Yeah, one game check, I'll be good to go. Me too. Hunt won that game for us. He opened up the running game. Yeah, Ford wasn't terrible either. Really, he was okay. He had a couple of big gains. Like, I haven't watched a down yet of football this year. You haven't? No. Why? I've heard some on the radio, but for the most part, I'm taking my Sundays and trying to, like, have family time. Because otherwise, I'm working six days a week. Yeah, that's true. And so I'm trying to enjoy being out with the fam. That's cool. That's probably better. All right, That's negative Nancy's. We got to play our dog pound details. Yeah, let's do it. Is he happy? Is he happy today? Did you watch? I it? did not watch it. I don't know. I I literally put it up like an hour before the show. John Drake, Daddy. Yeah, Drake, Daddy. <laughs> Bloom Drake. <laughs> Actually, I'm friends with him now on Facebook. He sent me a friend request. Oh, there you go. So now we're like buddies. Hey, your pals. I like him though. He's a nice guy. John's good. He's all right. He's a good dude. He's your friend, right? Like yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Friend, yeah. Close friend. Yeah, probably one of one like him and his wife are like one A, one B for me. That's awesome. So, all right, negative Nancy dog pan details. We'll be back in a couple minutes. Hang on. All right, John Drake here on the Seth Williams show with the dog pound details, and uh, just gonna say I am not too proud to not eat crow when it's deserved, or to completely admit that I was wrong. But, uh, yeah, I was very wrong last week. I thought the Browns had zero chance of winning this game. No Deshaun Watson, no Nick Chubb. You had Joel Batonio go out. You had Jack Conklin out, obviously. You know, the Niners were a juggernaut. And yet the Browns pulled out the victory. This was the exact type of victory I thought they could not get under Kevin Stefanski. And the team should be incredibly proud of this victory. It's, uh, for me, definitely the signature win of the Kevin Stefanski era here in Cleveland. Some people would say that the Pittsburgh game prior to beating them in the playoffs, uh, the Pittsburgh game to make the playoffs, was his signature win. I think this one had a different feel and... We were our backs were definitely much more up against the wall in this one. I get with that game, you know, you were 
trying to make the playoffs. And so there was a lot more at stake potentially. Uh, but, but this one was just one of those games that under Kevin Stefanski, the Browns never even sniffed a chance at winning and they just showed up and showed out, you know, PJ Walker wasn't great, but he put 19 points on the board in the run game. You know, they put up almost 160 yards rushing, if not a little bit more, I don't have the stats in front of me uh, against a very, very, very stout, 49ers defense um personally I think the 49ers kind of made quite a bit of a mistake with that pregame brawl you know coming in and messing with the Browns it was a it was a big sign of disrespect and uh if I if I'm Kyle Shanahan I, I would not be happy with that because I think it really really riled the Browns up and really kind of you know just pissed them off and they were like now wait a minute here dude like we can play you know, we're not some, you know, JV team and they came out and they, and they acted like it. I mean, that first drive was pretty scary. Not going to lie. We all looked at each other down in the pound and we're like, this is not going to be good. Um, but that was, you know, not a harbinger of things to come. And the Browns defense after that was just absolutely sensational. We've all heard the stats since then, you know, they've only allowed a thousand, two yards over the first five games of the season, all that sort of stuff. And uh, just a fantastic performance by the Cleveland Browns. And um, it's, you know, the, the football gods finally smiled on us, which never happens. Uh, we even watched it happen. We sit in the dog pound and they were kicking the field goal at the other end. And when he set up for the first attempt, uh, Dawson's flag was completely limp. It wasn't moving at all. No wind. And when they iced him, when he set up to kick, all of a sudden the wind was blown pretty good to the right. So had he kicked it that first time, the ball would have gone through and the Browns would have lost. So that's, you know, maybe it's cheesy, but as Browns fans, we know that kind of stuff doesn't ever happen to or for us. So I'll take what I can get. Uh, this week coming up, we've obviously got the Indianapolis Colts, who are without their starting quarterback, Anthony Richardson, probably for the season, out with a shoulder injury. They do have Jonathan Taylor back. Obviously, he signed that massive extension a couple of weeks ago. Uh, Zach Moss has been doing a great job alongside him. Uh, also, as his replacement while he was on the pub list. But, you know, Indianapolis is not one of those teams that generally would scare you. So this is a perfect opportunity for Kevin Stefanski to take that next step. You know, the first step is to get that emotional win, get that victory that always seems to elude us. And now start stacking wins. Build off of this. Don't have this amazing win against San Francisco and come out and just completely crap the bed against an inferior Indianapolis team. So, uh, yeah, I, this is definitely a winnable game. I think with the Browns defense, the way they're playing, if you look at the schedule from here on out, there isn't a game on the schedule that you would look at and say, well, this is completely out of reach. We can't win this. So it's time to take that next step. You got that signature big you know, win that you've always been looking for. And now it's time to start stacking those wins. It's time to really build that resume. You've got, you know, a couple games coming up before your next, you know, run in with the Ravens. So another division game coming up here in three, in, in three games. So let's, let's, let's start stacking some wins together. It would be great to, you know, knock off the Colts and then the Seahawks and then, you know, the Cardinals and go into the next game with Baltimore at what would it be? Six and two. And really start building a resume to make a strong playoff push the second half of the season. So it all starts this week in Indianapolis. And I think the Browns can do it uh, with or without Deshaun Watson. Personally, I would sit him one more game. Uh, just give him that extra little bit of rest because you know that the Seahawks are going to, you know, they got a pretty damn good defense and they're going to hit him and knock him around. So I'd give him one more week's rest. But, you know, he's day to day, as we all know. So, uh, man, what a win. 
Go Browns. That was awesome to be there for. It was awesome to be a part of it. And uh, as always, guys, man, oh, man, go Browns. Hoo, hoo. Yeah, um, the Browns will lose on Sunday. And <laughs> Deshaun Watson will not play for the Browns ever again. <laughs> So there you have it. There's my dog pound details. There you go. That's your dog pound details. That's my dog pound details. That's your dog pound depression. Jesus uh, Christ, dude. Welcome. It's Cleveland. And that's it's the true. Well, dude, let me let me pivot off of Cleveland for a minute to another football story. Have you heard you're you're obviously aware of like the NFL draft and shit like that, yeah. right? Yes. Have you heard this story about this USC quarterback, Caleb Williams? Yep. I have not. What did, what did he do? He is making it known that he wants partial ownership of whatever team drafts him. <laughs> or he won't sign <laughs> ownership. Who the hell does this guy think he is? I don't care how that good. That be a for, real story. Uh, it, Sports Key is a real, a real publication. He's making it known that he wants a piece of the pie. <laughs> what the hell <laughs> dude this guy clearly doesn't realize how many guys have been drafted number one and washed out there's what sports team would give this guy a piece of the team and who's gonna look they, these guys are all these owners are already mad about deshaun watson just getting guaranteed money which one of these owners is going to give a piece of the team to a to a incoming rookie that's never played it down. Yeah, Barstool Sports reports Caleb Williams reportedly wants partial ownership of whatever team drafts him. Um, SB Nation is saying no, Caleb Williams will never get an NFL ownership stake in the draft. Absolutely not. There's zero chance of that ever happening. Zero chance. But what a I, who's his agent? I, don't know. I mean, he's not a bad quarterback, but I don't think he's. Look, if he's got to prove himself a little bit. If Tom Brady didn't get ownership stake. No. Or, you know, like when Tom Brady went to Tampa Bay, he probably legitimately could have said, I want 2% ownership of the team. Yes. And they might have given, they might have given it to him. Might. Caleb Williams, that's never played it down in the NFL. This guy might be the next Jamarcus Russell. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers tried that with the Jets. They said, go pound salt. Yeah, it's not. And that's Aaron Rodgers, for God's sakes. Dude, speaking of him, what do you think about him already being out there without crutches after tearing an Achilles? Yeah, he's uh, he's Superman. And he's even more funny that he went on ESPN and then smashed Fauci. That's pretty funny. Yeah. And Mr. Calling uh, Travis Kelsey, Mr. Pfizer. Mr. Yeah, but then he smashed smashed Fauci. What did he say about Fauci? I didn't hear that. Oh, he said um, he said that there was some question about the science. Let me see if I can't find it real quick. It was something about he was on McAfee's show, and he, it was something about trusting the science. And he goes, "Well, if I gotta trust the, if Fauci's the science, I sure as hell ain't trusting that." <laughs> now I read that McAfee's paying some of these people. Is that true? Yes. But well, so what? Cares? I don't understand what the story is there. I mean, yeah, I'm happy to pay guests to come on here if they would come on here. I of course, no that's a problem. So I mean, yeah. what am I going to give them? I'm going to give them a diet coke and some cheese puffs that I have. Right. Otherwise, what are you going to get? 
Well, McAfee answered that. I, I watched it. He he said, look, part of the reason I've been successful has been some of these guys coming on and being being themselves, like Aaron Rodgers. He said, he said, you know, I signed a huge deal. The company's now worth $500 million. I'm paying this guy as like a thank you for being part of the success. And he's not wrong. You know, he's not wrong for, for doing that, really. What's wrong with that? I don't, I don't see anything wrong no, with that. No, it's, it's these fucking woke libtard idiots <laughs> that just just want to make a problem you know that that's really all it is is they just want to make a problem to make a problem here here it is let's see oh come on um, all right here we go pull this up here and youtube banned well whatever anti-fauci who cares it's YouTube. Who gives a shit? Here you go. Yeah. That, Great co question. that coaching life is crazy. You know, that coaching life is bananas. It's a schedule. It's a schedule. I mean, there's so much, so much guarding your desk. I don't think I can handle that. And it's like just that's how it is, too. Like, you, you, know, you know what I mean? You got to like, be the head coach. If you're the head coach, though, you control that, Aaron. I don't think so. Because if you lose, as soon as you lose, it's like you got to guard your desk. Well, we got a guy that Aaron does things his own way, you know? You're right. Look at his Achilles Right? Look, yeah. at his, you're, that's what you're talking about. This guy does yeah. stuff his own way. He actually defies science. This guy right here, right now. That's what they're saying about you. Shannon Sharp said this morning. It's, it's like we learned. If science is Dr. Fauci, you're damn right I'm defying science. All right. <laughs> okay, that's on me. Got him. <laughs> you let him run yeah, that. <laughs> That's pretty good. That's pretty good. <laughs> I like McAfee. I'm sorry. I mean, a lot of people give him shit, but I, I like that guy. I don't see any problem with him. I don't like that he sold his shit to see it to ESPN. Right. That's kind of going to the enemy. But you know, I I don't have any problem with with McAfee. He's he puts on a good show. He's entertaining. Yeah. He's entertaining. I like I like that they have an uncensored show. I like that they drop f bombs and stuff. It's like regular talk. It's not it's not the stupid talking head yelling Stephen A. Smith garbage. He's on college game day now too, and he adds a little bit something to it that makes me actually want to watch it. I mean, well, he's exciting. I mean he's it's not shocking that he was able to step right into WWE and be big. Like yeah. he became a big talent on WWE doing commentary. And it was because he's a larger than life personality. And and then he took it to the ring, and then he was actually pretty good in the ring. He had a the couple other, of matches, and he was good. It was a couple of weeks ago, I think. He was on College Game Day on ESPN, and he, like, in between segments, he threw up. <laughs> like, he, <laughs> I think he was at Notre Dame. I think it was before the Notre Dame, Notre, Notre Dame Ohio State game. And he right. was there, and he said, I feel bad, man. People had to clean up my stuff. <laughs> <laughs> like in between the segments when they went to commercial, throwing up all over the place. Well, maybe you should stop drinking. Yeah. <laughs> then it'd be no fun. Yeah, that's probably true. <laughs> uh, Roger's very anti vax. Yeah. All right. Hey, well, he knows the Swift stuff is a PR scam. All right. You want to talk about Taylor Swift stuff? Yeah, we can talk about it. Sure. No, I mean, we're going to go here in a sec, but this is what I'm talking about. I have a daughter. Mm -hmm. Best kid in the world. Sure. Sweetheart, love her to death. Mm -hmm. But she's a Swifty. She's a Taylor Swift fan. Okay. And Taylor Swift does this thing with making like these friendship bracelets or whatever. Right. Uh huh. With beads and stuff. 
So now I have a a swifty bracelet, swifty <laughs> bracelet that she made for, that my daughter made for me. Nice. That now I have to wear at all times <laughs> because you're a swifty now. I am not a swifty, but I'm a fan of my daughter, and so I got to wear it and, you know, because yeah. my kid made it for me. Dude, there's one that sees me goes, "Hey, look, look at that guy. See that big fat." guy with the, the swifty bracelet on <laughs> dude there's worse there's worse people that you could be supportive of than taylor swift and i forget all the pfizer all this other nonsense and you know her alleged ties to soros and all this other crap i'm just saying as pop stars go i'd much rather be associated as a taylor swift fan than a I don't know, jay-z fan or whatever yeah no you're right i mean at least she at least appears to have some sort of moral sense of whatever. Look, she's smart. Yeah. She makes a ton of money. She's smart. She makes a ton of money. Yeah. And, you know, and whatever. She She's doing her own thing. What's wrong with that? No, I like it. I mean, I'm not a big fan of the music. Me either. Some of it is catchy, I guess. Yeah. I mean, it's, it, it's what it is. It's pop music. It's not what we listen to, but. And I'd also nail her. <laughs> who wouldn't i had to bring it back around you know bring yeah. it back to show here that's know. right <laughs> yeah while she's singing those nice moral songs i drill her that's right <laughs> put the microphone between those lipsticked lips <laughs> tie her up with my friendship bracelet up oh, you guys are going too far i have to turn it off now oh I'm sorry <laughs> you saw that comment didn't you uh what <laughs> It's that person that said they had to turn us off because we oh, went yeah. too far. Yeah. <laughs> you try to listen to one of your other shows. Yeah, no kidding. Dude, this say, show's over the line. This Holy show's shit. the tamest of the three. Yeah. <laughs> we are Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood compared to... Yeah, compared to the classic metal show, we definitely are. Oh, my God. Want any proof of that? Just go find the Tanya Tucker so segment from last weekend. Ooh. I will do that as soon as we are done. <laughs> Somebody wanted to see the Staples girl before we go. Okay. So let's do that real quick. Oh my God. Staples actually sells Staples. So my favorite. Yeah. Got to get that in every week. Or after four hours of brunch with the girls. It's just so terrible. So wrong. That's somebody's daughter. Yeah. All right. We'll wrap things up. I'm All right. Up. I'm tired, and I got now. I got to go. A lot of driving ahead of me tonight. So more of my gas is going to be wasted. Yeah. More of your gas gone with the door to, door of the dash, right? Yes, indeed. Everybody have a great night. God willing, we'll talk to you again on Monday. I have no idea what we're going to be doing, but we'll hopefully be doing something. You're feeling better, correct? I feel fine. I'm fine. I just had a migraine. Well, we so missed good. you on Monday. I'm Bye. back. So everything's good, and yep. we will, uh, God willing, talk to you then. See ya. Yep.